you're listening to episode 172 of The Kate Show. Guys, today I'm talking about the 10 wasteful marketing chores that you can stop doing, like, right now. We all are short on time these days. I don't know why, because we have so many modern conveniences and so much automation. But honestly, okay, I do know why. It's because we take on too much, we wear too many hats, and life has become just an entrepreneurial rat race to the finish line. And we all are running so quickly that after a bit, we ironically lose sight of what that finish line even looks like. Well, I can tell you one thing. The finish line for me doesn't look like spending tons of time and money on marketing that doesn't get my business anywhere. But here's the thing. I cannot believe how much time I used to spend marketing my business back in the early days. So for those of you who don't know, I started my business back in 2014, but it was not a marketing agency at that time. In fact, I wanted nothing to do with marketing. I hated it. I didn't understand it. I thought it was all sleazy, slimy, salesy car salesman crap, (laughs) okay? Like genuinely, that's what I thought, and I just despised it. But here's the problem. I spent so much time marketing in ways that didn't matter, in ways that were really ineffective, and that's what I hated. I hated doing things that didn't work. I hated not knowing what I didn't know, and I know a lot of you are also in that position. So let me just paint this picture for you. I spent hours each week trying to create the perfect Canva graphics for my social media feeds and attempting to teach myself all the new online marketing tools that were currently trending, and it seemed like that changed every month, so it was like a never-ending online course of craziness. I even ran a few online ads and boosted some social media posts. Each time I did one of these things and they didn't work, which honestly was every time, I felt more of my confidence die. It was like a slow death of a thousand digital paper cuts. (laughs) I know that's a little melodramatic, but it's kind of true. Looking back, all the wasted time and money was a rite of passage, I guess. I didn't know what I didn't know. But now that I know it, I'm sharing it with you all. I'm that weird marketer who tells you to spend less time on your marketing, not more. If you're struggling with marketing overwhelm or flat-out marketing discouragement, you need to hear what I'm about to say today. You might be doing a lot of marketing tasks that you simply don't need to. You might be outsourcing tasks that don't even need to be done, by you or by anyone else. Can you imagine? Let's say you have been paying a subcontractor to do a task for you in your marketing because you thought it was necessary, and then a year or two later you realize it didn't bring you any results, it actually never needed to be done in the first place. Like, oh, what a punch in the gut. So today... I am talking about the 10 wasteful marketing chores that you can stop doing, and I hope it gives you a lot of permission to just breathe and then refocus your marketing to the areas that really matter. Now, interestingly enough, a couple weeks ago, I aired an episode about why high-end service providers like designers, stagers, and organizers tend not to get clients from Instagram and why that's completely okay. And a lot of you told me in response to that episode that you just felt a huge burden lifted off your shoulders. And a lot of you also said, you know what? I knew that all along, but I just needed it to be pointed out to me a little bit more. So if that is you, then consider this episode the perfect follow-up. Let's continue trimming the fat off your marketing. That way you can focus on the things that really do matter. Now guys, if you have not already followed the Kate Show podcast, please do so. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, 
And while you're there, please leave me a rating and a review. I absolutely love it. I check every single week because I'm like, ooh, what did they say? You know, obviously I'm not just looking for five-star reviews, although <clears throat> those are preferred, but I really appreciate your honest feedback on the podcast because I want this to be relevant and really helpful to you as that home industry entrepreneur. So if you can, take some time, follow the podcast, leave a review, and thank you so much. Now, one other thing. If you're looking for your next great podcast, then you should go to designnetwork.org, where you can find other interior design-related podcasts, whether you want to listen to stuff about architecture, business advice, marketing, like this one. You can find all those podcasts there. They are curated and hand-picked. It is by invitation only. So there is just a small group of podcasts there right now, but they're all really, really good. So head over to designnetwork.org. Now, before we get into today's episode, I do want to share a review of the week. This review comes from one of my longtime podcast listeners, custom clients, and just an all-around amazing, inspiring person, Sharon of styles by Sharon. Sharon runs a custom workroom that is both retail and to the trade. And we designed a website for her. So we did a custom website and we recently made some updates to it. And then she sent me this beautiful testimonial in response. So I want to share it with you. Here is what Sharon said. I chose Kate to redo my website. My custom drapery workroom business styles by Sharon had experienced growth, and I wanted a website that would reflect my commitment to excellence and attract my ideal luxury client. Kate's initial process of website development was extremely thorough and made me feel like she really wanted to learn about both me and my business. Her insightful questions on the intake form helped me target my ideal client like I never had before, and other websites I studied that she had done felt welcoming and genuine. The website Kate created for me exceeded my wildest expectations, It feels balanced and easy to navigate. It reflects me, how I think, and how I do business. It targets my ideal client while at the same time sounding both friendly and professional. It has attracted outstanding retail and to-the-trade clients to me, bringing quality work that I have loved doing. Kate has updated my website seamlessly whenever I request it and is easy to communicate and brainstorm with. She has the highest ethical standards, and that means a great deal. I recommend her with great enthusiasm and gratitude for how she has helped me. Sharon, thank you so much. Like I do reread testimonials like that because it's like, oh, this is why I do what I do. I want to make sure that my agency is actually helping you guys grow your businesses in the way that you want your business to grow. And a successful business is not a one-size-fits-all situation because we all have different definitions of, of success. And I'm really glad that Sharon has been able to get more of her ideal client because a lot of that speaks to her branding. Now, I'm not just talking about the colors in her logo or the fonts that are used. I'm talking about who she is as a businesswoman. There is a reason why people refer her around their social circles. There's a reason why they keep coming back to her. There's a reason why she's developed really great trade partnerships and relationships with interior designers. And a good website is just going to point out, highlight, or enhance those aspects, not create them. You know, we can't make you a good business owner if you're not already a good business owner, but a good website is going to help put the spotlight on the aspects of why you are the perfect professional to serve your specific ideal client. All right, guys, enough with the chit chat. Let's get into today's episode, 10 Wasteful Marketing Chores 
that you can stop doing right now. Today's episode of The Kate Show is brought to you in part by your website. Wait, what? Is this right? Yes, your website emailed The Kate Show and did it by itself, by the way, okay? And like asked me to tell you something. Your website said it really needs a tune-up, maybe even a complete makeover. It feels bad that it can't send you more clients and it wants to make it right with you. Oh, poor website. Seriously, though, if you're ready for your website to make you look professional and attract the right clients, you need to take action. Go to katethesocialite.com to check out our beautiful website templates. They're really easy to customize, and we even tell you exactly what you should say on each page of your website so that you can start speaking directly to your ideal client while also having better SEO. Go to katethesocialite.com to pick the website design that's right for you. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. This episode of The Kate Show is brought to you by Side Door. As an interior designer, a home stager, a window treatment professional, or a home organizer, you guys deal with products every day, many of which your existing audience would love to own. If you're dreaming of selling product through your website or through your social media platforms, but you just don't want to be bogged down by ordering and shipping and loads of inventory, you need Side Door. When Side Door entered the home industry in early 2020, they changed everything. Side Door lets you source and curate the perfect trade-only pieces for your customers' homes, and with their seamless platform, you can create product collections with ease. Curate an entire room, specialize in a certain aesthetic, or simply create a collection of, I don't know, your favorite area rugs. Whatever you know your clients love would make for a great Side Door collection. You curate the look, Side Door handles ordering and shipping, and you make money. Plus, you can sell each collection many times over, creating the perfect opportunity for recurring income. Or if you really just want to keep things simple, you can use Side Door to buy products yourself at designer pricing without needing to have an account with various vendors or meet any of their required minimums. It's about power to the designer people. If you're ready to truly scale your home industry business, go to OnSideDoor.com and apply to join. Now, let's get to today's episode. Let's get started with trimming the excess from your overflowing schedule and focusing both your time and your money on the marketing tasks that matter. So here are 10 things that don't matter as much as we've all been led to believe. The first thing would be third-party social media schedulers. Now, you definitely need to use a third-party scheduler for platforms like LinkedIn or Pinterest. For example, with Pinterest, you'll need to use something like Tailwind. But you do not need to pay a dime to schedule posts or videos to Facebook or Instagram. You can just use Facebook Business Suite. I've talked about this before. It's free and it actually works really well. You can schedule posts via your laptop or desktop really easily. But if you prefer to do everything on mobile, you can just use the Facebook Business Suite app. The app is also helpful for tracking your stats and easily responding to your page's messages. So that's something to consider. You don't need to be paying for Hootsuite, Planoly. There are so many other apps out there. You do not actually need to be paying to schedule content to Facebook and Instagram. Now, some of you might have the same content being pushed out to LinkedIn. In that case, you might want to use Hootsuite because you can schedule it all those places at once. 
but maybe you don't have to be posting on LinkedIn or maybe you don't have to be posting on Facebook. Maybe you actually don't need a presence on Instagram. These are all questions that you should be asking yourself based on who your ideal client is. The second wasteful marketing chore is overly designing your social media graphics. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a good Canva graphic, but there is such a thing as taking it too far. Now, if you're like, okay, but how do I know if I'm taking it too far? How do I know if my graphics are actually hurting my social presence rather than helping it? Well, I have a little four-step checklist that you need to compare your marketing to to make sure you're not hurting yourself. The first thing is, If your graphic fonts and colors are not consistent and they don't match your brand palette anyway, then you've got a problem. If you keep using different fonts, if you keep using different colors, if your stylistic aesthetic keeps changing every time you post something, you need to get consistent. You need to get an established brand aesthetic for your business. The second part of this checklist is if you are following social post trends, like right now the trend is to use those faux text message graphics or those pretend notification screenshots, and you're actually just using it for your marketing, it's not actually a screenshot of a notification pop up from your phone, it just looks like it is, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, It could be those things, it could be whatever else your favorite Instagram friends happen to be doing, using, or posting. Guys, If they're doing it, it doesn't mean that you should. In fact, it's a reason for you not to. Because otherwise, people in the home industry space, and even in my industry, in marketing, we all tend to follow each other, and then everyone's marketing content looks exactly the same, and that's not what you want. The third part of this checklist is, if you're focusing more on creating a pretty graphic than on writing a good, meaty, meaningful caption, then there's a problem. The fourth part of this checklist is if you are rarely posting photos of yourself or your family or your team or the actual work you do, and you're just relying on those graphics for engagement, that is a problem. It doesn't matter how pretty that graphic is. It is no substitute for you or the other people behind your team. All right, so the third wasteful marketing chore would be the overuse of hashtags. Hashtags are important, yes, because they help categorize what you're posting so that more people can find it, but they're not so important that you need to carefully curate each one and get really stressed if you haven't chosen the right combination of 30 hashtags. Keep it simple by aiming for just a handful of hashtags. We used to have to use all 30, okay? That was a rule, but the rules change in social media. My easy hashtag formula that I use for my own agency and that we've used for a lot of our clients as well is hashtag your industry, hashtag your location, and then hashtag your primary service, hashtag your ideal client, and then hashtag something in the photo. So you can replace that filler text with your own and then make sure you're setting your location before you're posting. You can also schedule, or when you're scheduling posts through Facebook Business Suite, you can choose your location at that time. And that also helps, especially if you're only serving clients in a certain geographic area. Honestly, stop overthinking the hashtag game. I know that it really does get intimidating for some people who feel like they're not tech savvy, but you don't have to overthink it. So let me just go over the hashtag formula that I have. So hashtag your industry. So it could be hashtag professional organizing or professional organizer. It does not matter which one you use, so don't stress about it. The next one is hashtag your location. Yes, you're still setting your location in the actual post before you post it live or you schedule it to post. You can still use a hashtag, 
For example, we had this client who was in the Pacific Northwest. So we would do hashtag PNW because that is actually a trending hashtag for that area. Now, if you are in DC, maybe you just do hashtag Washington DC. Honestly, if you type your city name or your state name into Instagram, whether you use like it on your desktop or you use the app, you'll be able to see what hashtags are being used for your area. Those hashtags tend not to change very quickly. So just feel free to use whatever pops up. It's totally fine. And some people just put hashtag city and state. Um, it could be for me like hashtag Madison, Wisconsin, and that would be totally fine. And then the next hashtag you should use would be for your primary service. So if you're an interior designer, then you would say interior design, or you would say kitchen design, or whatever, nursery design. If you offer more than one type of design, again, do not overthink it. You don't have to put kitchen design, nursery design, living room design, aging in place design. No, no, no. If you have all those different services that you're offering, then just say hashtag interior design. Keep it simple. The next thing is hashtag your ideal client. So this is where you, you really do have to know your ideal client if you want to market effectively in any capacity. This is no exception. Even the hashtag game requires you to know your ideal client. So for your situation, guys, you have to think about, okay, who is my ideal client? How am I going to use words that actually make sense to them? Well, I could do, let's say I'm an interior designer and I work with busy families. I could do hashtag W-A-H-M, which stands for work at home mom, or S-A-H-M, which stands for stay at home mom. Or I could do hashtag female entrepreneur or female well, let's see. No, not female. It would just be more like hashtag girl boss, hashtag lady boss. Yeah, guys, honestly, sometimes I'm just like thinking as I'm talking. So if I ever sound unscripted, it's because I'm not scripted. <laughs> okay, just so we're clear, right? But anyway, that is what I mean by pulling out specific hashtags, but not overthinking them. And then the last one I gave you was something in the photo. So if you posted a photo of a kitchen renovation, then you could do hashtag modern kitchen or hashtag navy blue kitchen or whatever it is. And you can have like two or three hashtags for the photo if you want, but trust me when I say that one is sufficient. All right. Now, if you want to look at this hashtag formula for yourself, you can head over to the kateshowpodcast.com episode 172. I'm taking a break from this episode really quickly to chat about side door one more time. Why? Well, guys, I believe you shouldn't have to constantly trade hours for dollars in your business. And I bet you believe the same thing. If you are ready to take your home industry business to the next level, you need to consider signing up for side door. Side door is the only platform that lets you create a custom shop of your favorite trade only products. You make the sale and they'll handle ordering and shipping. Or you could just use SideDoor to purchase products yourself at designer pricing without any vendor accounts or minimums required. It honestly doesn't get any more brilliant than this. So many of my listeners are already using SideDoor and for good reason. You can sell products on your own website and even from your own social media profiles. It's pretty much genius. If you have dreamed about having an online shop, but you just didn't want to take care of the technology or having inventory, or just all the headache and stress that can come along with that, SideDoor could be a great solution for you. Sign up at OnSideDoor.com. 
Moving on to the fourth wasteful marketing chore you can stop today, posting ineffective content. This does piggyback off what we were just talking about, but let me dive into it a little bit more. If you are short on photos of your own work, a well-curated stock image with a good caption from you can actually be an excellent choice. However, reposting photos from your colleagues, posting screenshots of client reviews, of your dinner, of your feet, <laughs> like that happens. <laughs> These are not effective posts. If you post anything other than photos of yourself, your team, your family, and your work, you're not going to see the engagement and the reach that you need. Now remember, when you're selling custom premium services, which guys, if you're a designer, a stager, a workroom, or an organizer, you are selling custom premium services. There's no way around it. Your reach and your engagement matter far more than your like count, okay, than your follower count. Fans don't matter, but if you are reaching the right people and you're able to send them to your site, that is what matters. Because of that, it's better to post one really good image and caption once a week than to post every day using mediocre content. If you can only post once a week, just know that is still going to be effective, all right? Give yourself a little bit of a breather. I have had so many people in the home industry tell me, oh, I'm burned out from social media. So then I start asking them questions like, okay, well, what's your posting schedule? What content are you using? And they'll tell me, oh, I'm posting twice a day. And I'm like, whoa, good grief. I don't even do that. I post like three times a week, guys. And it's still extremely beneficial for my business. So you guys need to really just slow down and back it up. And if you can only post once a week, make it a good quality post and then move on from there. The fifth wasteful marketing chore that you can stop doing is running ads for the wrong reasons. This is another big thing that we run into here at the Socialite Agency. A lot of people want to run an ad or boost a post, but they don't quite understand how that fits into their sales funnel, and that's usually because they don't have a sales funnel. But I understand why a lot of people are asking about this or asking for this or asking for help around it. Because honestly, a lot of home industry entrepreneurs do feel pressured to run a Google ad or boost a post on social media to promote their services. Unfortunately, the, we've all been marketed to in that way because someone else is profiting from our ad spend, if you know what I mean. But there is such a big, big strategic problem with this. Ads and boosted posts should promote your lead magnet, not the actual custom service that you're offering. Why? Well, opting in for a lead magnet is a smaller, more attainable call to action, which increases the likelihood they will actually do it. If you ask someone for a small favor, they're more likely to do it versus you asking them for a big favor right out of the gate. You can start asking for bigger and bigger things when they say yes once and then yes again and then yes again. But right now we're focusing on that first yes. And if you're going to boost a post or run an ad, just have it promote your lead magnet not the actual service that you're offering. Plus, just think about this, spending money to promote your free lead magnet gets more leads into your sales funnel versus paying to promote a paid service that falls flat when leads don't want to immediately buy from you. Like maybe your ad did resonate with them, but they're like, I don't know who this person is. She's an organizer. Okay, cool. Well, I don't know why I should hire her. I, I don't know. Like, goodbye. 
Most people don't buy right away. They need to know you first, and that's why the majority of boosted posts and online ads fail to meet the goal of bringing you more custom clients. Focus on the lead magnet, not on the quote-unquote buy now offer. Number six, using press releases or newsletters as blog posts. I swear the improper recycling of content will forever be my biggest marketing pet peeve. If you're trying to save time and money by repurposing content for your blog posts, that's great, but you need to go about it in a certain way. Not all marketing elements are recyclable. A press release or a magazine feature would be a nice addition to your press page, but it is not an appropriate addition to your blog. It's not effective either. In fact, Google might even penalize you for directly copying and pasting the same content from where you were featured on a different site and then putting it on your site. Google doesn't want duplicate content, but it does want backlinks. From the press page of your website, link back to the source that featured you. That source, in turn, should also link back to your site. Backlinks like that are excellent. Number seven, using a how-to guide as a lead magnet is one of those wasteful marketing chores you can stop doing. If your ideal client would almost never do a DIY project, don't focus your freebie or your lead magnet around anything that is DIY or how-to. Instead, focus on creating an ebook or a PDF or even a video that shows your potential client what it would be like to work with you. This might include a pricing guide, it might include a guide on how we work or our process, whatever you want to call it. This method is ideal if you're offering custom in-person services, which like I said earlier, you're doing this if you're an interior designer, a home stager, an organizer, or a fabricator. There's really no way around it. Now, I know there are some of you who offer virtual interior design services, and that is a bit catered to the DIY market, but make sure that if you plan to offer anything that's higher level, anything that is more like how interior design is traditionally offered, that you stay away from how-to DIY lead magnets. Number eight, this is going to get a little bit uh, controversial, guys, but that's just what we do here. Using a spin-to-win email sign-up feature. Okay, so these spin-to-win plugins are really popular right now on Shopify and Wix sites, and they're meant to grow your mailing list. The concept is good, and it does work for certain businesses. In fact, it can work for a lot of businesses if they are strictly retail and they're selling cheaper products. If you're selling physical products and they have that low to mid-range price point, you might do just fine. However, I caution you, if you're offering premium or custom services and you want to be seen as valuable to your leads, do not use this spin to win feature. The premise of the feature is that it allows leads to win various discounts with your business through a fun game of chance. Unfortunately, this only attracts people who want a good deal versus those who want premium services and actually see value in what you offer. That's a big one, guys. I know it's one of those trends that everybody wants to get on, but it can be really, really ineffective. All right, number nine, using pop-ups on your website. See, I told you it was going to get hairy. <laughs> I know, I know, pop-ups are everywhere. How many of them, though, do you actually read before closing? To be quite honest, I close every pop-up as fast as I can, even if I'm on the website of a brand or a business that I deeply appreciate. Pop-ups are annoying and they are an echo of the interruption marketing tactics of not so long ago. 
Now, in my professional experience, pop-ups have lower conversion rates compared to static announcement bars and landing pages. That is why my agency's websites, as well as the template and custom sites we create for our clients, never use pop-ups. Now, our clients might choose after the fact to add pop-ups. We cannot control that. (laughs) I've given up on trying to control that. We use static banners that appear at the top of every page, and then when clicked, those banners take the leads to a landing page for where they can like sign up for whatever it is that we are offering or the client is offering. Number 10, using SEO plugins on your website. Oh boy, here we go. If you have a WordPress site, you're likely quite familiar with SEO plugins, one of which you're likely thinking of right now, but will not be named here. Let's just say it rhymes with toast. <laughs> I know, I know, I pretty much gave it away. I do believe this plugin was created with good intentions, but as any experienced blogger will tell you, the plugin is so focused on checking off all the right boxes that it can actually cause your blog post to read poorly and function at a lower level in the quote unquote real world of SEO. Now, you might love that plugin, that's okay, but please use it as a guide and not as a rule. Your blog post doesn't have to receive the proverbial green light every time. It can actually still be good even if it gets a red light. Now, to wrap this up, let's just look at the biggest small actions you can take to grow your home industry business. I say the biggest small actions because really it's the small things we do consistently over time that have the biggest impact in pretty much every area of our life, including business. And because of that, I want to just go over something with you quickly. Marketing is not as complicated as we've all been led to believe. If you're struggling to get new clients, you need to run your business through my 11-step marketing and business health checklist, which is linked in the show notes of this episode. And by the way, it's also episode 84 of the Kate Show podcast. So you can just scroll back through your podcast app If you want to listen to it, again, that's the 11-step marketing and business health checklist. I remember getting an email from a listener regarding that episode back when it first aired, like, oh, two years ago? I don't know. It's been a while. And they were like, oh, my boss is so happy. We went through the list and we actually, you know, we did all the things or we weren't doing the things you said not to do. And it just brought us so much peace of mind. And that's great. We need to have peace of mind. We need to know that we're doing absolutely everything we can do in our businesses to market them well and ultimately to serve our clients well and to know that we don't have marketing money bleeding out somewhere because it's like, oh, we're doing these things and we don't need to be doing them. Well, that's painful. (laughs) So check out episode 84 if you want to go through that 11-step health checklist for your biz. Other than that, I do have a couple other resources for you today before I go. The other one is, if you need a lead magnet that focuses on selling your premium services, you guys have heard a lot about Socialite Vault, which is my marketing membership. I suggest that you go check that out at socialitevault.com. You can also go to katethesocialite.com and look under services, and then just click on the newsletters or the sales funnels. They'll all take you there because it's all part of your sales funnel. The other and final resource I want to leave you guys with is my free SEO template for your website. So if you are struggling with what to say on your website, 
If you are pretty certain the SEO of your site is pretty bad, then you need this template. I have had people testing it and using it and telling me it's actually really easy to use and it has really brought about such a transformation on their website. So if you want my free SEO template for your website, head over to katethesocialite.com and look under the freebie section of the main menu. All right, guys, until next week, keep your marketing simple, your message clear, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com, where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.